You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I think everybody who's listened to the show knows one of our favorite things is to share new music. Today, we get that honor not once, not twice, not three... Well, I, I, well, it's three times. We have we have three songs to share with you. So let's just get started. New York Hardcore Zone Combust is here. We have a song called Devil in Me. Uh, anybody who's listened to the show knows this is a band we've been high on for a while. I think they exceeded expectations with this one. It's coming on their <clears throat> debut LP, Another Life, which is set to uh, come out on Cash Only Records. You know them from the Akulu LP. Uh, full stream available March 18th, but for now, check out the track Devil in Me. songs from an upcoming split seven inch oh the lost art of the split seven inch this one's coming to us from the people at convulse records the bands are video prick and raw breed video prick from seattle share members with regional justice center tv star crawl space and shine raw breed from denver share members with candy apple the consequence and Psy war hey one of my favorite things six songs split seven inch both these bands have LPs coming out later on in 2022. Love that energy. This record is actually up for pre-order at Convulse Records right now. So go check it out. Uh, we're going to play the Raw Breed song first. It's called Raw is War. The video prick song right after that is called Hate It Here. ConvulseRecords.com. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. 
see how long you can do it. I would love that. I could do this. You know what I kind of sound like? Have you ever seen uh, Zach and Miri make a porno? <laughs> no. I you know ever seen movie. that movie with uh, Seth, Seth Rogen, Rogen and Elizabeth Banks? Mm. And they need to make their best friends. And they need to make money. So they decide to have sex on camera. But Justin Long plays a gay porn actor. And literally every line he says is in this very voice. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. Were we recording that? Yes. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom was uh, uh, he's, he's not just a Foley guy He's also a voice actor Justin Long Are you asking my opinion of him? Who's he look like? You're getting to tell You're going to say me? No, 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 no. Um, A good friend of yours Who may have also gone to the same high school as you Singer from Hoobastank Does look a little bit like that guy Does he look like Pat Leonard? He looks like Dave Shapiro Oh, you think? Yes. I mean, Dave's probably like a foot shorter. I think they're the you, same height. How, Justin Long? How tall do you think Justin Long is? <laughs> Look him up. I think they're, I think, I I think they're five, similar height. I think, I think Dave's the preferable of the two. I agree with you. I mean, Obviously. and if we're being honest. Pull up a picture. Let's he's probably the richer one of the two, too. <laughs> yeah, that might be true. That might be true. I mean, the, Justin Long was in a movie called uh, Did Everyone See Jeepers Creepers? Uh, I have, actually. The first 15 minutes of Jeepers Creepers is fantastic filmmaking. Um, and then there was two and three. Yes. But it came out after one. That, that, you, that you, okay. that the, no, no, no. No, it came out after one. Oh, that, this, that, that the, the director, director was, had a, uh, like, was charged. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, a hey, bad mo- charge, as they say in jail, bad charge, bad paperwork. Well, who's he, that? He that, looked, uh, that was that was Justin Long doing his best Dave Shapiro imperson- that's impersonation. Very close. Yes, you're correct. Is very that, close. I never met Shapiro. Yeah, oh. that's what he looks like. Uh, uh, less, less. Uh, this is a less handsome version of our friend Dave. That right there, he looks like the guy from um, Armor for Sleep. Yes, he does. He looks True. like Ben yeah, Jorgensen. Right. I yeah. goddamn, with all of my heart, hate that I know that. He looks like Ben Jorgensen. Why do I know even what the guy from Armor to Sleep looks like? You worked like? at Equal Vision bro. for too long. That's a fact. All right, all right. Hold uh, on. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, Death Machine. Uh, I, lo- I love oh. your stuff. Run for Cover Records. I also love your stuff. Uh, to Live a Lie. Great label. Oh, uh, yeah. And Closed Casket Activities. Whoop, Fantastic. Whoop, 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 whoop. Fantastic. <laughs> He's falling apart. Keep it, keep it up. See how long we can go. I, have I a can do this as long as you like. Well, because the guy who made um, Cheapest Creepers, the yeah, I mean, he was he was charged with being a pedophile. Yeah, bad paperwork. Mm. Um, was also involved in a very famous movie from the '90s called Powder. Yes. Oh, I remember Powder. Did you just called Powder a very famous movie? I mean, I've, what is going on? We have called a lot of my friends who are a little bit of, of the gothic. Course, yes, yeah, very gothic. We're, we used to call them Powder. Yes. But I think he might have molested powder. powder? Oh, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if that's true. I maybe no. But I, I all right, I'm going pow- to out of character for a second. Right, come on in. Because I don't think Powder was a kid in the movie. No, he was not. He was a teenager. Teen. No. Yeah, he was a teen. Really? He was in school. Wikipedia. A, there's a part of the guy's the, name is in, like something in, Salva, Victor Salva. I think the and actor it, was like. He, looked, he was he an adult, like but I thought there was a school scene. Isn't there a scene where he's in school? Someone involved in Powder. Was assaulted by Victor Salva. I mean, I believe that, but it went away. He makes this movie, Jeepers Creepers, pretty good horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Second one's really bad, but they're like, we want to be able to redo this and make it better, but nobody wants to work with this guy because yeah. he's a convicted pedophile. Yeah, and he owns the rights, and no one can get it. No one can get them away from him. Oh, really? 
Bring it up. Yeah. Just like what happened with uh, Friday the 13th and Jason. Uh, sorry, this everybody. This is We're it's not trying to talk about uh, Hollywood sex crimes all, all day, but uh, the fellow that was the uh, uh, principal in Ferris Bueller's uh, day yeah, off. Full-on pedophile. Who got... I, well, he got reduced. Rooney. Yeah, Rooney got... <laughs> Yes, Rooney. Part of my friendship, but you're an asshole. Rooney's yeah. got some bad paperwork too. And what's interesting is that uh, he just, within the last few years, started doing kind of like off Broadway again. Uh, mm. He's he's more uh, uh, contrite than, for example, it seems like Victor Salvum. Although I haven't read his story. Uh, How up on the uh, uh, Broadway theater like um, scene off are Broadway. you? Off Broadway, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I, 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 like be, you're, you're giving us just a little drop. Give us here. a little uh, story about Tin Pan Alley. <laughs> I think I might have told you this. I'm a famous singer. No, I, I think did. I might have told you this. I'm the understudy in Rent. Did, yeah. <laughs> did I tell you about my Top of the Pops week? No. All right, I'll keep it quick. I watch. I was watching uh, on YouTube Top of the Pops uh, videos from the 1980s. Mm. And in the description, it says this fan uploaded stuff from VHS, et cetera. And it says in the description, it says uh, interview with so-and-so Euro report with. And then and then it says parenthetical. Yeah, I know he's a but he gave a good interview, whatever. And I said, uh, he's a he's what? Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> so. Was it what's it? Hey, he's Gary Glitter. Was it Gary Glitter? No, 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 oh. no. Mm-hmm. It was a presenter. Now here's. I'm sorry, everybody. This is a morbid topic. I'll keep it very brief. So, on this episode of Top of the Pops, yes, Jimmy Savile, who famously is like a monster, considered a monster in England, right? Like, yeah, it is. Oh, okay. So, look it up. Uh, Can't wait. Yeah, uh, entertainer for decades who was big into children's hospitals shouldn't oh, shouldn't no. have been allowed anywhere near him. Yep. So a, t- a very uh, currently in the news right now because Boris Johnson uh, used a Savile related accusation against a political opponent that is seen as being very low class. Got it. Okay. So anyway, um, so. Savile's the president. Can you tell me you're not looking at this dude and being like, I will not allow this guy around kids? Look, you don't want to judge a book by its cover, but holy Are God you damn. fucking listen, joking me? Whole, I, I Are understand. you fucking joking I me? Understand. <laughs> uh, listen, it, it wasn't good judgment on anybody's part. <laughs> then, oh, he did? Yeah. So listen to me. This, Jimmy Savile's the presenter. Then the guy, that, the guy that they're talking about in that little description, Yeah. I read his Wikipedia also went to jail, not like innuendo, not... No, no, just went to jail. Went to fucking jail, and here's the wildest part. So right now we're two for two on this. You understand me? These are not... We're not killing it out here. The lawyer, the PR guy slash lawyer, who that guy's accuser went to 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 bring his story to the media, Uh he... He... Got arrested years later for the same charge. Mm. England, clean it up. So, so I, I have two two questions for you. Can we bring why this am, up at all? Please make it be a happy question. Why am I watching Top of the Pops from the eighties? This is a compelling question. That's there. I'm waiting for Adam Ant. Have you talked about this with any other people in your life that you spent? That you did a Top of the Pops week and that you self-dubbed it <laughs> Top of the Pops week. Perhaps only to yourself. Like, it's Top of the Pops week here in Patty's world. You want to know the actual reason? Of course. You'll respect it. Yeah. We're doing 
80s mosh madness. Oh, yes. I'm looking for You're getting in the hit, hits from the 80s to be the lead music. Oh, good. Yes, good, good work. You know because, what are you doing hustle. work? Because, honestly... Are you expecting to see, like, Discharge on there and be like, holy fuck? No, we no. act like it's Pat in the Rihanna video, like, work, 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 yeah. work. He's watching YouTube. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I'm like, I think that there's a whole bunch of pop music from the 80s that no, not a living human being remembers. Yes, correct. And I think that that's interesting, especially uh, if we're doing if you're going like into the top of the pops in Britain. Like, yeah, like, British. like British. have you ever noticed though? Like, do you ever go like this time? You know, this week in 1987, and maybe this is because the age stuff. Mm-hmm. But I go, I know every song on that. Like, I know those top ten those those top ten songs are all like classic songs. Yeah, wait no, until yeah. you get to 38. The, years old? The, no, no, no. Oh. The the when you get down that list, you still know them, right? No, no. There's it's so much, really, there's so really much stuff, stuff. Yes, that is was did like two weeks on the charts in May of 1989, and never again. Like never you never again. heard the band again. You never heard never, it. Yeah. I was listening to uh, a new uh, YouTube uh, uh, thing that's uh, obscure new wave. I went down a hole of looking up these bands on Discogs. More in and out than hardcore bands. Yes. They put out one good record, and not a single member of some of these bands Did ever went on else. to do yeah. anything else. Because, because they're all insurance adjusters. New Wave, yes. like that era, had so much, there was so much heat. You could hit a, you could hit a hit good out. track yeah, on man. one record, yep. chart. But then you were out, and then people were like, "Oh, there's nothing else here." That's yep. fine. and that's probably still makes some money. Kind of, there's some really good stuff out. Exactly. There. Yes. All right. All right. So, uh, so, so sorry for that. So top of the pops week. So, so since you didn't answer it, have you said the term "top of the pops week" to anyone else? I don't know if I have. Yeah. Okay, that's true. Did you that's go, why like, I appreciate hey, you, true weirdo behavior. Hey, partner, what are you doing today? I'm watching top of the pops. <laughs> top of the pops. Well, there. it's top of the pops week, of course. For who? Just me. Just me. It's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on YouTube. I had to look up I each one individually on YouTube. Of, there's tons of activities that I do that in my head it's like, oh, I'm doing this all week. Da, da, da. And, and then Amanda will be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working on this. And she's like, what's that about? I'm like, oh, God. Don't worry, we all, Mom. We all know about this already. We being just me in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but uh, it's like my uh, Charlie Sheen week. Yeah, that's correct. Um, guys, we are delirious. We are delirious. We are doing the state of the hardcore world address. It's a state of the world address. 2020. Motherfucker. I'm sorry. I was, no, perfect. I 2022, I stepped on the MFR. Um, it was my biohazard. What did you say? We, were, we did too many BFs, not MFs. You were fine with the MFs. It was when we were talking I mean, motherfucker, everybody. But these dudes being like, maybe they don't want to hear about anyone BFing. Never mind Pat and... And it's BF BFing. Yeah, true. I love it. Um, and where you're going to end the BFing. And yeah. I just want to say BF. The best be moment of, of, of Axe of Grind the last two months was was talking about United Blood, RIP. Rip. And uh, yeah. I thought Patrick was going somewhere, and he wasn't. He was trying to do something else. And I was like, I thought you were just going to go into like, how much people were like hooking up. And he goes, oh, there was so much bone in it. was yeah, very. It was my favorite moment. So that's you're the MVP of 2022 hardcore podcast. Thank you for that. Um, hardcore genius, hardcore expert. expert. Uh, the state of the hardcore world address 2022 edition. Um, look, we talk about turnstile a lot. 
there's one topic. So how can we talk about this without just being like, turnstile, turnstile, turnstile? Because let's just get it out there. Let's just say it up front. A band that we suck off often. You want to talk about it? Do we not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did it for him. Yeah. I did it for him. Uh, We BF the F out of those Fs. Yeah. So (laughs) this is a band. We'll use a different term. We'll use, they use this on sports radio. We slurp on this band often. Wait, can we That's not, some truly is that local. Not good? What local. fucking what sports radio? Like, if, yeah, Mike Francesco was like, I was slurping um, on Phil Sims. Like, no, Mad Dog, I was slurping. On I, I, I was, we're fucking slurping all over Ben Simmons. No, we slurping. give them their roses, give them their flowers. We really kind of big up. We I've been support. Th- I've been throating boning. Style. We bone, boning. Would you? So okay, here's uh, the you've deal. been throat goading. Here's, there, the, here's yeah. the deal. Oh my god! Uh, everybody, that good Nancy. everybody, we get it. You don't want to hear us. Uh, as far as I know, maybe people are like, "This no, is cool." I want to hear you talk really about like, love it. Actually. Yeah, I know, but but I think it's overkill because just not because they don't deserve it because they, everybody's heard it. We're not going to talk about the merits of Turnstile. That's right. We're going to say that those are well established. We all just not even forget liking the band. We all think the band is at a legitimately important place for sure. hardcore right now. And that's why we're going to have this discussion. Yes. I have a question before yes. we get off of Turnstile. Yes. Before oh, no, we start, we're not on Turnstile not, for not, a long not, time. Well, for tonight. Yeah. Before we just take both hands off of Turnstile. Just okay. stop before we can <laughs> jerk off the wheel. Yeah. Um, when we had our, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know how many weeks ago, when Malene from. Oh, did the pit report? Well, from the US living in UK. Yes. Talked about the Turnstile shows over in the UK. Are you guys with me here? Yeah, yeah of course. Yes. All right, I just I, I get weird out when people aren't. No, no, no. Looking, we're we're right here. Talking. I'm sorry. Turn she referred to them biggest hardcore band ever. Oh, this is a good segue into the point. Okay. Do we think that's feasible? Are there any hardcore bands that played the Roundhouse in London to three thousand people? Um, okay. They did four shows. I think the combined attendance was like nine grand. It's oh, pretty really? awesome. Oh. They didn't play like, oh, we're playing the Underworld. No, listen. They played like three shows in London. Yeah. They played, Bob, where where did Have Heart do their, their UK show? I can't remember. Something Leeds, like a college yeah, yeah, or something? Yeah, somewhere big. Yeah, yeah. They played they there. Played there. Okay, okay. Like, wow. With just them and Chubby and the gang. And That's, shout out to Chubby and the gang. Thank you to Charles, Charlie. Yeah, he was on. He came on. on. I don't know yeah. if you listened to it. I, 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 I was the one that glued it on. Okay, so yeah, heard it, the yeah. singer from Chubby and the Gang came on and gave him shout out, shout out, and it was cool because it was like he was like shit. I was like to play the Roundhouse because my father knew what it was. And I go, yeah, I yeah, get yeah, that I energy, bro. Thank you. It's a cool feeling. Okay, so are you? You asked the kind of interesting question there. Are they based on her statement? Statement. Are they the biggest hardcore band that has been? Um, Potentially. And that's in a, a present tense, right? Like bands grow in legacy and it's like, well, what a band. Well, actually. So no, 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 we get it. We yes. get it. We got you. Um, man. Is there a potential? They can potentially do a have heart level show. Okay. Well, so so it just depends on where you cut off Hatebreed, right? They're bathing Hatebreed. Um. Okay. Are they bigger than Hatebreed's Peak? Hatebreed's Peak 
while huge, yeah, this is bigger. Yeah, I, th- I think he's right. Okay, and I think he's kill right. it on like put him in front of an Ozfest. Right, right, right. Where they do the big show. Show. We're, talking about, big we're talking about filling. Then filling I mean, at their yeah. fucking very biggest with support. Yep, yep. Playing Roseland in Manhattan, thirty five hundred people. Yep. Okay. Like, I mean, Turnstile sold about two thousand tickets in New York, in, like in like an hour. Yep. Yeah. Like sold out Irving Plaza and elsewhere before the record was out. They're gonna do Knockdown Center, which is like almost four thousand people. Yeah. Wow. And they already sold out Brooklyn Steel in like minutes. <laughs> That's awesome. So like, no so one had saying, that energy. No. So are one. we saying that in major markets we think that there's a chance that band could uh, be drawing five k? Yes. They if they play next time they go through like Los Angeles, or if this some of the stuff that's coming up I'm that gonna, we've been privy to, mm-hmm. after that, yep. they're playing the, the fucking shrine in LA. They're doing seven thousand people in Los Angeles. Arbitrary. I'm going to give an arbitrary number. If they can do five on two different tours, Circuits, yep, yep. I'll give them biggest. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is obviously a moment, but I don't think they're going back to fucking eight hundred caps. No, neither next do year. I. I don't either. <laughs> no, no, I. no, I agree. They may have like another little bit of a bump. Yep, because there's only so yes. far to go. Yeah, that's what I always say. Yeah, without um, like a pop song on the fucking radio. Yeah, but I mean, they're in the conversation. The fact that we're going like, are they bigger than Hatebreed? In our yeah. minds, Hatebreed's the biggest fucking hardcore band of all time. Yes. Right? Yes, without question. In their moment, no, no. In their moment, I think Hatebreed made a wave of like, oh yeah, like maybe your mom doesn't know who they are, but like your weird uncle definitely does. You know, like they they play the big festivals and all that. And these, I mean, they pull from a different crowd. Like they're not pulling from the mullet crowd; they're pulling from the hip hop crowd. They're pulling from a a much larger larger base. Yep. Um, I I would love to give them that that credit. That's cool, and I think it brings to this question really well. Uh, Patrick was posed with the question in an interview. Uh, like five of my interviews yes. have asked the same uh, question. Is this moment with Turnstile going to be a uh, rising tide raises all ships moment? So that's how we pivot and we just say, hey, the strength of this band, are they going to bring what we're talking about, not just a new demographic, but people of all types in, um, new audience all in to hardcore No, it, um, did we lose it? Yes. Oh, we lost. It. Okay, because I was like, wait a minute, did I have this conversation already? Yeah, it's, it's on the lost episode that Andrew lost cannot episode. apparently reckon. No, lost episode. No. So let's hammer this. Here's my thing. Hammer time. Uh, do I believe that? Yes. Do I believe? Um, Will it be all ships? No. <laughs> Not all. Um, do I? Okay. Do I believe that there's going to be bands such as mine who are the direct beneficiaries? Of turnstile success. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think that you'd have to be a fool not to understand that. What a fool. Uh, there's just going to be an energy around this type of post-hardcore, uh-huh. alt, whatever we want to call it. Adjacent. And regular yeah. hardcore. Yeah. Well, very well, well that done. That's a different conversation. Let's get to that next. All right. Let's start with the obvious stuff, and then we'll get to the stuff sure. that's a little more up for debate. Um, like, that tour is going to be huge for Citizen. Huge for Citizen. Huge for Ceremony, probably. 
Yes. Potentially. Maybe. I think so. It, think it could be, well. be a re, re-coming out party for, for a ceremony. Maybe. Could be big for a Kulu. They could, gotta could be. fucking bring it like they've never brought it before. Well, hold on, let me let me be clear. Great band. Let like, me let me be clear about this. Yeah, it's going to be good for everyone. There's no, no there's no, no bad. Just but I mean, how many times have you done good tours mm-hmm. that like the next time you out on a headliner, those good tours made zilch of a difference? Oh, it's happened. Yeah, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you go, that was fucking dope. Like. We toured in WK like that was sick. We killed it every night. That was fucking NWK. People didn't come back and see us. No, they just had a good time that night. Right. So, but I wonder, like, I mean, like, kids pop for the turnstile riffs. A lot of riffs that go like when it starts, people will, like give you like the the Stone Cold Steve Austin pop. Mm-hmm. A Kulu has yeah. shit like that. Gonna work for them. I mean, let's get to that in a second. All right, sorry. <laughs> um, just stating the obvious, I think that bands like Fiddlehead, bands like Military Gun, bands like Drug Church, bands like Angel Dust, Anxious, Anxious, great example, are going to benefit from a moment where this sort of thing has energy around it. We saw this, everybody cites Seattle, none of us were present for that. We were present for Long Island. There is, it is to everyone's benefit when people say, this is cool now. Cool. Let's inundate people with it. Let's write about it. Sure. Let's give the, let's put the bands on things that they wouldn't be on normally. Cause, yeah. cause we heard this is what's popping. Yeah. I'm trying to think about Long Island. That helps. Everyone. For sure. Now, as it pertains to hardcore, Mm. to what we're talking about, I think it's less clear. I think the Turnstile, this is a hardcore band. I will do what they can for hardcore. Precisely. This this is a hardcore band that is going to continue to put hardcore acts on their on their bills yes and is going to give them more exposure than they would ever get otherwise and that is fucking awesome however uh, is the turnstile audience and we can say this now with some confidence if it's 5,000 human beings yes (laughs) if if that proves true that is many magnitudes more person than would show up to a hardcore show. Yes, that's that correct. means that these are not. This is not a hardcore audience. Or this right. is every hardcore kid. In yeah, a yeah no, in, in a, or or, or the, this would not only be the biggest hardcore band, but the biggest gateway band to yeah. hardcore. Oh, of all time. there's that. That's a big conversation. Maybe of all time, when the, all is said and done, we'll see. That's currently still hate breed in my view, but maybe of all time, we'll see. Now. If those numbers are even, even if even half those numbers are right, in a lot of spots, mm-hmm. then it qualifies, and we see what the what the <clears throat> translation is, of course. So, but do, I don't want to use a Kulu because I like a Kulu a lot, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to use, I don't want to use like a necessarily let's, real life let's example. Say, let's say just like the world, the the all right, so, world. so so exactly. Now here's the thing. I want to I want to big up a current hardcore band from Baltimore that I believe all three of us like, if not really like, End It. Love it. Love them. Really good band. 
uh, seen live videos. Haven't seen them live myself yet. I'd like to. But the live videos are compelling. They're very good. Mm-hmm. Do I think that the success of Turnstile will rise the ship for bands of that level who are still active, getting ready, think they're gearing up for a new record, et cetera, et cetera? Maybe. But we won't know. Baltimore. Right? But we won't know for six to 12 months. Now we'll start to see. If that, even not right? more. Well, and it's, it's to see, like, the first job of a gateway band is to get them to their first show. And for them to enjoy it. The second is, do they go to another? And then do they become from going to a show and then another to going to shows, active tense? Sure. Uh, and, and those, with each stage of that, it's like click-through on a website. Correct. Your, no, your numbers fall by like radioactive half-life. Whoop, you know what whoop, I mean? Whoop. Yes, so, it's exponential. So, uh, however... The way that this does, in my view, inarguably benefit hardcore is that if the person who goes to a, let's say, 3,500 cap uh, turnstile show walks away from that experience going, I'm a hardcore kid, then a large percentage of those people are going to say, so what does a hardcore kid do? Yeah, what does this now mean? Oh, I go to hardcore shows. End it. You know what I mean? So, yep. so right. th- I mean, I'm thinking about it even in, in New York sense. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you know, a cool. Well, so the the tour is not playing that Knockdown Center show. No. Okay, that's like Beach Fossils. Yes, and right. somebody else. Yeah. Beach Fossils, big band. Like, so like you know, the 1,800 kids that are going to be at Brooklyn Steel. Mm-hmm. If a Kulu peels off 200 of them. Mm-hmm. Those 200 kids now come to see Akulu, but then Combust has to be there, or fucking, mm-hmm. you know, other New York bands have to be able to play sure. that show to kind of uh, keep cycling. Hey, here's some new new things for you to see. New and like to continuously, see. To, that's how it helps like raise every ship. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Or could it just help Akulu and helps, and then it stops there? Or if it just helps ceremony and just stops <laughs> well, there, no, you're, like, you're not you're not wrong about that. You're right. It's the cycling in and and then. It's um, it's retention. It's a weird thing, to right? Say. The radioactivity thing, you know. Akulu steals two hundred kids, but then hundred of those kids see Combust and are like, "Yo, this is sick." Then fifty of those kids see the answer and like, "This is fucking great." And then it kind of and all of a sudden they're they're now a full. That's on, how fucking like, scenes happen. Yeah, right. sure. Grow because <laughs> sick of it all plays and fucking hooks up Sub Zero. Kids come love Sub Zero now and then Sub Zero plays with fucking somebody else and then yeah, it kind of there it trickles is. down. The, it's trickle down um, economics. Yes, uh, here's what, Man, what a concept. I think this works. Voodoo what kids know about economics? Reagan? No, right. <laughs> so that was like what eight years ago when we talked about that. So here's Jesus here's Christ. the thing. Oh, Fucking Reagan. What a who doesn't benefit? Who and, doesn't benefit? And in my view, the answer is pretty clear. Things that are too heavy, uh, and things that are too dark because um, I think that two things that we can say about Turnstile in 2022 mm-hmm. not heavy not dark they're not heavy dude the old stuff is heavy it's got fucking leeway riffs yeah, uh, yeah 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 here, you know what though here's here, here, all right, dark I get there's no dark no. no dark but it's so colorful it's like the antithesis yeah. you cannot tell me 
you switch out Citizen for Knocked Loose, mm-hmm. and Knocked Loose doesn't destroy. No, they would do well. Because they're heavy, but yep. they're joyous. I, Some I, morose motherfuckers yeah, cannot yeah, go yeah. up there. Okay, that's a fact. Well, so so I will let's so let's say dark, heavy, you have to you have to still bring some energy. I also think you look, you want some thinning of the herd. Turnstiles energy and excitement is based on how how infectious the live show is, as well as the tunes, obviously, tracks and tracks. It is not going to raise the ship for a hardcore band who's flat. Oh, if you play... With zero energy? If zero play, energy. If you play demo core and perform with a thumb in your ass, there's... You're toast. You're, you're, I mean, not, you're never gonna you're going to hit their going. level of energy unless you're on massive amounts of coaching. No, 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 sure. But, but, but here's <laughs> like, the, those dudes are just athletes that happen to be in a band. But, yeah. but you Otherwise, know what I mean. you got to be coked out like well, when after driving. when I say driving. flat, too, though, I don't just mean, like, I don't need you to go up and do, do your best cardio. Like day. somersaults. No. I, just, I just mean you need to go up there with some personality. And enjoy we, We've identified, like, what you do is a different thing than what Patrick does. Sure. But there's an energy to it that people are drawn to, right? And, and, so. and in both those. And obviously yeah. different than what Brendan does, does with Turnstile, obviously different than what Pat Flynn did with Fiddlehead, RIP his knee and, you know, <laughs> his, his high-level yeah. status as a frontman. Seen the new video. Not really, he's kind of so, just standing he's there, did. man. He's got Well, a he's got like a new, he's kind of got like this uh, guy from Quincy who's just kind of shuffling along No, to he does not. Yeah, he just, he's over he's it. You can tell. He's back just, and forth. Just standing there and be like, yeah, lay low. Right, too, too many Jersey Mike subs for me. <laughs> this is his motivational push. Um, so I think you have to I, I do, I want to posit something here and it's, it ties into your knock loose point. I think, despite the fact, I don't know the ages of the turnstile guys, but they present young, just theoretically present younger than they are. But I think yeah. they're attracting a younger audience than has been attracted to hardcore in over a decade. That might be true. New audience. Because I'll say some examples. Um, knock Loose brings some like 18 knock, knock Loose brings young. Knock Loose brings young. But Knock Loose as an entity has only been embraced by hardcore over the last couple of years. Three years, half their existence. They're right? also playing in a shallower pool. Correct. And they're bringing kids from metal or like a mure and shit into hardcore while meanwhile turnstile is bringing some like someone who shops at fucking abercrombie into hardcore yes right and and just all and not in a bad way i'm not saying this in a bad way um abercrombie such a dated reference is it yeah. hollister hollister i think that's what dated too what, what do kids wear these days i think they wear like space clothes space pants <laughs> i don't think that either of those stores like i think abercrombie's been dead for like 15 when's the last years. time you went to a mall i was there the other day to get my COVID booster. Oh, you went to the Crossgates? I did. COVID you were the worst fucking... Like, what, but what, do, what do pants... What do people wear? They, I, Uniqlo. I, Uniqlo? Yeah, Uniqlo. Uh, for, for reference, Abercrombie's still open. And uh, Hollister is still a thing. Hollister I don't m- think it's a thing. Might be. What is it? Aeropostale is still a thing. What? How is Aeropostale still a thing? American Eagle is still a thing. American Eagle is still a thing. I think that, Old Navy. That, it's not a thing for kids. I'm just saying it still exists in oh, the mall. Oh, okay. I'm let's sorry. Be, let's be clear then. Let me pull that back. Yeah. I think Uniqlo gets some tread. I, I think there's some other. I if mean, we have no. any fans that are under 25 that are listening. Yeah, you can tell us. <laughs> where, where do you buy where your Where do you buy your pants? Um, I'm trying to think where I buy. Like, I have nieces that are under. Um, I still think Hollister is still mm-hmm. a fucking thing. I think you're incorrect. Or Aeropostale. Definitely not Aeropostale. I feel like I, there, if we say something that a old cross again. Cross colors? 
Cri- yeah, exactly. We're gonna have that's, to, that's we're where gonna you're have to, where I get, The police are going to come and get yeah. Gap still, still no. Stop with this. <laughs> Sometimes people like Old Navy if they don't have a ton of money. No. All right, all right. Think about some of the larger bands who've traversed hardcore in the last however long. Power Trip. People who are coming to Power Trip, they might discover some of the hardcore roots of Power Trip, etc. I think we're looking at an older demographic. Yes. Metal, right? Metal dudes that go to see Obituary, they're like, yo, this band rips. Code yeah. Orange had a hardcore audience. The new people they found with the Roadrunner records were Roadrunner people who I think were largely older. And their tours are older, right. skewing. That's yeah. right. And now, now they might, but their sound has changed in a way that I don't think it's a natural slide over. Whereas Turnstile, like I think Glow On still, it's hard to classify it as anything but a hardcore record. Sure. You know? Um, and then we then we're going back a decade. Like Touche, to be to be very clear, I think Touche brought some kids to the world at a broader level who maybe were interested, but but maybe like let me just say this. Touche was the hardest band in a lot of kids' record collections. Believe it. Absolutely, yeah. And that's a crazy thing to say. Yeah. But I think so they did bring some people from title a slightly different in. thing. Title Fight was brought a in a one. ton of people. And Title Fight brought in younger people. So that might be the last That one. got into like hardcore. Yep, 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 yep. In a, in a very straight way. Yeah. Um, so, so so that's that's kind of interesting to see it because we're saying this is bringing in like Turnstile could be bringing in like civilians, man. True rookie, rookie, uh-huh. like fresh out off the university into the draft level uh, hardcore fans. So I think that's going to be interesting. Um, it does rail all ships in terms of if they do well, and all of a sudden there are people who now are like, I am a hardcore kid. I go to hardcore shows. Yes. What is the difference of if, and this, you know, I know you're not going to Albany shows that often, but and Tom, you do go to New York shows. Let's say there's an extra hundred kids at a New York show, which will translate to something like Albany. If you just knew like, hey, at the Albany Drug Church show, there's going to be an extra 50 people who wouldn't have been there otherwise. Huge difference. Yeah, significant. Significant portion of the overall attendance in a way that's like, wow. And you, you go through and do that everywhere. At the shore, if there's an extra 50 people at that show... At at every random show, it's like, God damn. That's yeah, that's, double that's, that's, that's really like double. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's enough that it makes it like an it's an extra third on top or whatever. And all of a sudden it's like, yo, this went from cool to really fucking Dope. fun. Yeah. yeah. So I, I wonder about that. Um But do you think like a band like Pats is as underground as a lot of these folks are gonna dig? Could be. Like, are they going to be like, what's this Chromex thing? Could be, but I mean, I think, isn't that the gambit of adding a Kulu to that tour? Right? Like, because Citizen is in the drug church world. Ceremony's right there, too. Um, right. I'm unfamiliar with the other band who's on that tour. But a Kulu is the, hey, yo, this is Died in the Wool Hardcore. Right, but is that going to be And Truth like- Cult is doing, uh, oh, are right. they on that tour as well? Same thing. Yeah. That's right as deep as well. So so those bands, it's fantastic to think about if that is exposure points for those bands. Like, are they the bands that are going to raise the ships? Could. Like, but by, pro- I mean, like, obviously through Turnstile, but mm-hmm. like, are there going to be kids that like, because like, Akulu's coming home. Yeah. After this. Mm-hmm. Turnstile may, may be fucking playing Baltimore in front of 8,000 people. Mm-hmm. But like, Akulu's going to bring that, like, I we just played Brooklyn Steel and 
grab 200 kids off this t- off yep. the top of they're the ones that are coming home truth cult is going home yep. ceremony is going like br- are they going to bring i feel like they're the ones that are going to make the difference because like combust ain't playing with fucking turnstile they are going to play with a cool at some point yep yep and yep. that'll help that like so it's almost like one yeah, step removed like the onus is on the support bands to kind of make this worth it for every, for the underground scene at, and at, at large. It just occurred to me yeah. that Turnstile are blessed to be the type of dudes that they are, which is to say... One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or nothing more than a one-hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. Incredibly kind and amiable, easy to be around, but not overly trying to be everybody's friend. The reason I say that yeah. is because the people up their ass to be opening shows would be so brutal if they were like if they had spent the last 10 years in music trying to ask kiss or be friends with everyone. Yeah. Do you and know, you what, know I mean? what the like the managers that got that put in calls to those yeah. The de- no, I'm saying like Oh, be, if it was just straight up like Imagine like they were just like cool like they knew everybody and were cool with everybody. Then just, every fucking local Remember that one time? Yes. Yeah, we played a Wednesday night in San Antonio. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, how cool. Much yeah. Forward? Yeah, what yeah, you forget me? Can we get a month on that? Yeah. <laughs> can we get a month on that? Can we get like you know, like the New Mexico, Texas, Arizona dates, California. <laughs> if you're, I mean, whatever. We yeah, only want a couple hundred. Brutal. Yeah. But yes, I, I. But they're not far removed. But they're just like, we're gonna hook up who we want to hook up. I just don't think that they would get some of the. I'm sure they do get punished. There's no doubt. Guaranteed. But like, I think you'd have to be pretty bold. To be there like, there are some fucking bold, clueless people out oh, there. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. That do not get the social cues. No doubt. Um, and look, I haven't. This is no disrespect to anybody. I haven't been thirsty in a long time. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I haven't like, right, really needed shows. To right. Be, like, like, but I remember being on tour very young, and and like, this wasn't our vibe, but there was like. There's one band I'm not trying to disrespect them because I everybody in the band I like. Yeah, yeah. But like we went out with a band where they were legitimately networking, like old style, like you know what I mean, like uh, here, oh, let me get your card. We're in this mm. we're in this town. We've got to talk to this dude. Yeah, like he books X show. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and I was like, there's still that energy out there among <laughs> oh, people. There's still that energy out there among people. Um, all right. Well, so that was one question in the hardcore world state of the address. Mm. State of the address. It's, uh, it is late at night right now. State of the world address. State of the world address. Thank you. I'm just so, going to do so the final, summa- final summation on that matter is that Turnstile will be big for everybody holding a guitar, but it, we'll see what it translates we'll to. See that, we'll see the diaspora of yeah. that popularity. Yes. Um, 
What what interesting things are you seeing in Hardcore 2022? This is fun because we haven't really gotten to do one of these in two years. It's been a lot of fucking uh, vaccination talk. Um, 2022 trends, uh, things that you're noticing across the board with bands, with sounds, good, bad, indifferent, just observations. Throw some stuff out. I got one. You want me to start? Yeah, start. please. So I think I've seen a big uptick in... New bands in the power violence world or faster, super fast world that are interesting to me. I'm sorry. You, you're, you've noticed trends that are interesting or the bands are the more bands. There's, there's an increase in the bands doing the power violence sound. Is this the post-regional regional justice, justice center? center? I think a little bit. Now, I will also say I've paid attention more, but I think there was a time where that stuff was leaning a little... That moves on a spectrum where sometimes it's more grindy, sometimes it leans grindy into metal style, then it goes more to the traditional cross out, like crossed You're out. This is more no just it's going up, a little like, more to, towards yeah. that way, and it seems like there's a little bubble of that. Maybe it's because of the rise in. I think to live a lie's presence is big. I think six to five is big. I think. Um, I think there's just some activity. I think the faster kind of DIY scene is seeing an increase. And then that's where those bands, you know, that's where those bands really kind of gain steam. So I'm seeing that and I'm, I'm kind of psyched on that. It's interesting you should say that because I had the thought uh, yesterday. Are there a lot of trad grind bands at the moment? I don't know of any, but it's not my world. You know what I mean? And I have to be honest, grind doesn't, I don't, doesn't do too much for me. Yeah. It hits this weird spot between like the power violence, very fast hardcore stuff that I like, and then metal that I can be intrigued by or interested in, but never was is fully my bag. But when those two things meet, grind doesn't do much for me. But do you? I mean, I'm sure we all remember this one, like the conversation around insect warfare, right? Which was this idea that. Grind had strayed too far, and now we need a resurgence of traditional grind. Tried grind. You know what I mean? And uh, I thought that this was such a funny no- notion. Grind is like so unappealing to me that this is where... Right. My teeth itch. Th- this is what I use to gauge sort of the silliness of subculture, you yes. know? like Because yes. like... Shout out to our grind listeners. I don't care that you enjoy grind. It's cool. Totally like, cool. But like... For me, it's like I can get in the weeds and wrapped up in feelings about hardcore minutia. Yes. And then when I see grind people do it, I go, you goof nuggets. <laughs> you <laughs> fucking losers. So um, like, so, I, but I don't know what's popping. Like, no, I don't know. I don't know about trad grind. Maybe we'll have to hit up Will from To Live a Lie and see what he has to say on that. Um, I do like the idea of there being a trad grind versus Chad grind. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, trad grind might be the virgin. I would grind. I would play in a Chad Grind band. Chad Grind seems pretty fun. Maybe that's All the like pop collars and shit. Like I would get my hair. I would get like a hair transplant and like fucking just. It's Jeep bro wearing an insect warfare uh, rip tank top. Brah. Um, maybe Brah. that's the position for SWAT is to go Chad Grind. Chad Grind. The is there is there Trad Chad uh, uh, power violence right now? Yo, is his regional justice center Chad? Power violence. It's not trad power violence. No, it's not. What's that leave? I don't know if there's 
beef. There's there's some good stuff. I I, I think um, there's this some smaller labels. Uh, Practiced hatred, Damien Records. Um, I think Sore Ear Collective does some interesting stuff. They don't totally do just like power violence or anything, but they do some like dirty or ugly hardcore. Convulse has really done some of that stuff. Um, just capturing fast hardcore in a different way. But to me, like I've big up the band internal. The band Wound Man has an LP coming out on Iron Lung this year. Oh, no shit. Iron Lung Records low-key just keeps doing their thing, you know, and they usually capture the flavor. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see that stuff. I think there's been a big uptick in the fast. So I said power violence stuff. I see that. I also think in faster punk hardcore, we're seeing an uptick. And that brings me to kind of my second one, and and I want to leave the room for you guys to talk, to say some ideas too. Is this the lowest point in our combined experience of hardcore for the clean cut hardcore band T shirt wearer? Like yes, the everyone's got a beard. Everyone's got or a beard, hair. or 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 it's black T shirt only. Um, but like like I'm talking about the kid, clean cut hardcore kid. Right. No. Doesn't facial, doesn't yeah. totally mean they're a youth crew kid or nothing. No, you yeah. can be but a metalcore kid. Or they could be. They and they could be in the melodic hardcore or just modern or whatever is the taste of the day. I think those people are on the verge of extinction. Yes. Yeah. Because Everyone's the turnstile listener yeah. is not them. I. But I don't no, think that they're but, a million miles away. I think it's like closer than you think. No. You know? you're, you're. No, I don't think so. I think it's. That's such a different. There's a generational gap there. Well, that might be true. And I think it's sort of like blase to the turnstile fans to be that. I think the tr- hardcore shirt wearer might be in. You might catch some of that in the like uh, from within records crowd. Mm-hmm. Maybe you might catch some of that. Maybe at a one step closer crowd, but to be honest, I think the one step closer crowd is closer to the turnstile crowd than you think. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, and the style is not clean cut. No, the current style is like is wavy, longer hair, weird beards, fucking facial hair, mustaches, like funny pants, funny yeah, shirts. Mu- 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 mustache is really in at the moment. I hate him. I'm not big on him. Like just a mustache, I feel like I think you're you doing go- it to be ironic. Well, I just think it's like a cowboy hat. Young people look like shit in them. Small children look good in cowboy hats, but not mustaches, ironically. It was, it was wear a cowboy hat to school week. And I would know. argue old men look good in both. Agree. Like Yo, Tom do you think, Scarrett? Yeah. Do you think you could pull off a bowl of tie right now? No, but I wish... I, wi- I, priced, I would like to I priced point. vegan cowboy hats because I was like, I might, it might be time, man. Going straight super soccer? It might hey, be man, time. If you're out in the outback. That's what I'm saying. That's no, cool. but you don't that's, need that. You need the fucking your kangaroo present. jack your fucking axi- hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's his axe to grind present. His os to grind. grind. Mm, I os like to it. grind um, present. Yeah, you need one of the like safari hats with one flap up. The, the problem is <coughs> like Crocodile Dundee or, Cac- yeah. or Outback Jack from the WWF. Or, or uh, uh, Can Travis, you say Travis Scott's label, Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack. Oh. Um, um, so what do we say? Uh, do we say? So the, the clean cut, the, what we would have thought of is like a Bridge Nine hardcore kid. Clean yeah, cut. yeah, yeah. Okay, right. now I understand what you're saying. You know saying. what I mean? Maybe spiky um, black hair. At the, that's as weird as they get. Yeah, spiked, spiked like in the front. That's Jelly. Yeah, 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 like not like. <laughs> if we're talking about like Boston fuckboy, that's way but, but No, no, no. But like, no, you know, they... they they might have. They probably liked an, but then liked mental, but then moved into the verse and half heart zone, and you know, like followed yeah. it along. 
but but you could find those kids. I think that has aged out into the I wear button downs at Run for Cover artist shows. Okay. You know what I mean? And I, I that's the question. Is that it's an aesthetic, but it also is sort of this little world. And I don't think there's a ton, at least in the Northeast. Now, there's some places where that might still be a thing. And it's going to be interesting when that is a comeback. Because that's traditional form hardcore, right? Like, like the other thing is I say, I say hardcore shirt. What I mean is band name across the front or on the left chest. And then a photo of the band playing live with a, maybe with a quote above and below it. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like pocket print is too new school. I feel like it's got to be band name across full the front, across, right? Full like front, full front, yeah. I say one, one or the other. You'll get that with the like left chest print, not a like po- like you'll get you know like sure. pocket print, right? Um, it's interesting to see that because I think the comeback of skate culture and looks yeah. has hit hardcore, and I am for it. I think it's a cool thing, but uh, but yeah, you know, like like we fans are cool. We well, and so then you go like, is that the difference between? United Blood, and then say a show like we looked at the lineup for the Big Takeover. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Actually, I mean, there's been for a while the conversation was: is every hardcore kid becoming one type of kid, right? And we've said that a lot of the tiny delineations have faded away. Mm. Uh, but I, I do think that that has happened with some groups being pushed to the absolute margins. Right. Right. So does that include clean cut Kyle? Can we call him average core? Average core would work. Um, yes, it does. I think, I think clean cut Kyle might be being pushed out. Now there are bands who are kind of living in that space, but it's not the exact same. I think we're seeing more of a nineties swizz, not, not the band, but like a nineties twist on it. Um, we're seeing middle parts are back. <laughs> oh, yeah. this guy just fucked me up, man. I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> you you know it though. You've seen it, right? no, sir. I don't like it. You've seen it. I know you're. I know you're scared of the middle part. I, I am know. too. I got. Paid. You did a middle part for a long time. Way too. Way longer than advised. Yeah. That's right. When you had long Jesus hair. Tom, morbid conversation uh, continued. Uh, the, the powder, the powder kid was twenty five at the time. Mm. It, it, the, but you're half right. The director, that movie was controversial because the director's debut movie called Clown House. There was a minor on set, and that is the man that that is the child that that man is convicted of. Wow! Uh, so you 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 were. You had your movies messed up. So he made powder after being <laughs> yes, convicted and as it, a powder. Yes, in an almost unimaginable thing, Disney claims that they did not know. Bullshit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at least at that time, you could say that. Plausible. Pla- he, yeah, it's within yeah. the realm of possibility. Jesus. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Hard pivot from the middle part. <laughs> you know what? Or only, was yeah, it? only kind of. The middle part is not a, not a good sign for anybody. No. Yeah, are we, so, we're universally against the middle part so, on this podcast. And mustaches. Right? I mean, that's yeah, yeah, middle parts and mustaches. We're out. Bola ties? 
Yo, vegan cowboy hats? Don't, I was just checking out a vegan it. waxed uh, cotton <clears throat> cowboy hat. I will look so fucking bad. I will. Your look, head would disappear. I will. Oh, look, yeah, you I can, will look like an extra from Blade in the worst way. It will be wax a horror. Cotton? That's because I'm vegan. I know. I know. I know, I know. I know. But you got to get. There's better fake leather versions and stuff at this point. You got to get. Yo, you look. You'd look like Twinkie the Kid. I'm going to look <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but you know Twinkie the Kid. I you don't. have to. Google Twinkie. Twinkie. Oh, you mean the actual Twinkie that wears the cowboy hat? Yeah, the Lone Star. Uh, I know him. I know him. But what about what about when my life craters and I move to Reno? Okay. Well, you You still got the hat for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You need the hat at that point for sure. Sunny out there. Uh, Will you be bringing the recent uptick in oi bands with you to Reno? So this isn't a. This is a tough one for me because I'm in a headspace where even when I'm shitting on something on this podcast, I'm trying to be supportive of everybody involved because I feel happy about my life. I'm not trying to make anybody, I'm not trying to take anything from anybody. Mm. But I don't feel oi, so I can't enjoy this moment. Do you know what I mean? Like, I see what's bubbling, I see that everything, there's a little uh, anglophilia going on. Right. Yes. 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 Chubby and the chisel. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Really are like exciting people. Like really putting it in people's mind that like, yo, British people are cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I uh, I'm with that. I'm just not like the audience. I like yeah. a little oil to my hardcore. Yeah, I think I'm interested. The they world. have to. They have to do it well. But I think there's gonna be. Cream that rises to the top. Did you see any of the videos from that band, the New York Hounds, last show? Yes. Looked really fucking good. Nuts. And I haven't given that band the Very big. Shot would not really, yeah. I know. And, I, and then it's one of those situations where you go, damn, that looks really fun. Damn. Are you going to the, Chis- the Warthog show? Yeah, I think They're doing so. a second one. Yeah. Impalers are on it. Tower 7. That's, that's the part. That's, go see the Impalers. Solid dwellers. The Chisel and the fucking, chisel. It's, a good, it's a good show. Good, good show. Sold on um, 600 tickets in a very quick time. Do we... Okay, so we're talking about these little things, quick hits of different nodes and knots. Uh, the melodic hardcore thing that we noted, we nodded at for a while, a couple years ago. Do we think that's come to full fruition? Do we think we're going to see more of that? A little bit more, but I mean, it's I think... It's frothing now, I think we're... But we called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's it's not been overwhelming. No, been. but I think like anxious and what's up closer. What's up closer and other for th- sure. Anxious a little bit because they dwell in both realms. But Praise I think has an LP impact. coming. Yeah, right. Praise has an LP coming out on Rev. That's gonna be exciting. I mean, Koyo fucking mm-hmm. standstill. There's so yeah, much melodic right. stuff like across pe- the spectrum. And too. people are gonna be like, "Oh, this is cool. We should do this." Yeah, it's interesting. I'm I'm curious to see what it is. There's there's pretty big energy around Koyo. Method um, of doubt. Oh yeah, that method of doubt LP is very good. Excellent, too. Yeah. really, really like it. Have you been tickled by any of the melodic stuff that you've heard recently? Do you like melody? Well, I. He likes that does this chain. count? I had to defend Koyo against a vicious hater the other oh, day. Oh, let's hear the wow. vicious hater. It was just fucking a hater. Name yeah. Them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I will, Shame them. I will ha- I will not John Q hater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hater. Uh yes, uh uh you know, uh what's a good haterman uh first name? Harry. Harry Harry, Harry Haterman, yeah. Harry Haterman. Uh 
you know, same way that you fellas probably get uh, DMs and, and texts from friends anytime we talk about something on the podcast. You Do you have any Harry Hatermans? Do you guys know him? Sure, we know Harry Hatermans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, know yeah. Harry Hatermans? Yeah, I mean, you're right. usually the, the, ra- the, the target of his wrath, but I mean. Yeah, you know what? That's fine. Yeah. I can endure Harry Haterman. Oh, Harry. But Claudia's you know, got a fucking wonderful energy. I think they've. The songs are very good. That's what I said when I very fun, them. very classic. Like, <laughs> I think it's great. Um, but uh, broadly, um, what was Harry's beef? Just actual haterism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so his so band when you, didn't so do when as you well. can't so when you can't put a finger on the fucking thing, you're just, just like, like, man, fuck these kids. Yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna take everything away I can from this yeah, band. Fuck these kids, man. Fuck these uh, damn. Kids. Oh, they all, well, what? They're happy. Yeah, <laughs> right, we, ain't, we ain't having that around. Here. Not on my watch. Yo, where, where are we at on the Harry haterism scale? Is is it? Are we? Are there a lot of Harrys out right now, or are there not a lot? I think the Harrys are popping up. I think we're we're well, we, we're up. at a low. Like culturally, we're at a low. No, but like July two thousand twenty-one, there was a low because everyone. No, but everyone was just everyone fucking was psyched. We're back, yeah. and then. Yeah, people they, started they coughing at each other pop again. A weasel. They're popping their heads like, whoop. Yeah. Harry Hater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And are- now they're coming out because it's like, oh, all right. So this oh, is not big of a like deal things anymore. Again. Oh, people like things now? Right. Oh, people enjoy, like, we were all just like to enjoy stuff for like that month where it was cool in July of last year. Mm. And now it's like, yeah, the haters are like, fuck this. I've had yeah. enough. I've, I've kept my hate inside too, you know. All right. So, so, so we're there. What else do you guys forecast? What's what is the rest of 2022 bringing us hardcore wise? I've prognosticated. Hmm. Hmm. I There's don't. So I, I don't. Okay. Well, I don't see dark stuff coming back anytime soon. No. Uh, I there, think there'll be more. 90s is still going to be in vogue, but it's going to be 90s tough guy. That's interesting. Because I think like like and I. I don't mean t- t- the tough guy as a pejorative. No, no, you're just using. But that's what we called it framing. back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Twenty five to life, you're, whatever. But like, I think pain of truth popped so hard. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a whole the return of the new school or of that right nineties New York hardcore tough edge, moshy, but has like bounce to it. Mm. There's going to be more like mad ball. Kids, I just want them to take if they want to take the sound. I'm I'm open. I want them to improve on the production. Like, don't ape the production on a 25 to life record, please. Correct. That's some that's some Oasis level. Don't put your life in yeah. the hands of a rock and roll Oof. band. Don't put Throw your production in the hands of fucking Rick to life, bro. Yeah. But I think that's going to be a big thing. Mm. Okay, it's interesting. I see that. I see a corner of that melody I- and more mosh like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if if uh, tough guy is going to come back unless, like, <clears throat> I haven't heard it, but uh, you know, people that were working on it and around it say that Regulate Records sounds fucking great. I think, but even I think that is probably going to pivot them away. It's going to be more melody. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm. I think that everybody mm. who even is in the tough lane is not going to be tough for. Five years. Well, because everyone's like, well, this, you know, it turns out money it was pretty right. Well, that might yeah. be something. I it. bet you there'll be bands that have like are like, all right, back to the drawing board. Mm. Oh, I mean, bands that broke up during the pandemic. <laughs> oh, well, let's pre- here's a or pre- bands that sat together that were due for a record. Their new records. Uh, probably I got a predi- I got a prediction. Sing it. Bands that were 
if not yet popping, maybe something that we would talk about or like local level people were feeling regional that maybe didn't survive the pandemic. Sure. Uh, those people are going to get together and emerge with their stab at turnstile. Mm. You know, like that, mm. th- there's going to be some cynical, <laughs> there's going to be a couple cynical shots at, Hey, that rising tide looks all right. You know what I mean? Like how yeah, can I'm gonna pull my boat you're going to see, see some people paddling out? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and I get hit by a fucking giant yeah, wave. I might and, get hit by a wave. Prognostication. <laughs> Think we're going to see the adjacent world expand. Uh, yeah, I think so too. So there's there's been bands who who've been kind of ang- been there and now they're leveling up. You know the the anxious of the world coil. I don't know when they'll have an LP, but I think they're I think they're going to do a full length. Now, if I'm if I'm right in that, no pressure and no pressure is a big one. So no pressure unabashedly uh, embracing the like trad '90s pop punk roots and but going full hardcore about it. Going full hardcore about it, and I think they have a full length that's i don't know what it's gonna come out but i think they're doing a full length and that's a band who is already filling some pretty big rooms yeah and and has big energy at the shows so i think the adjacent sphere isn't gonna be this little five to seven band realm but then you think about this like no military gun really just started Yeah. yeah 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 And have a pretty big energy around them. I saw their videos from Homesick, the the ceremony show they do. Mm-hmm. Looked awesome. Chilled. Yeah, looks great. And uh, you know, I think they're going hard touring, doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think it's going to be a big w- world for that. And <clears throat> based on that, when you start to see that kind of stuff, usually there's some sort of reactionary pushback. Yes, that's what why. Is, that's why we'll get dark in like four years from now. Well, and I don't know if dark is the response to it. I think traditional is the response to it. Oh, that's interesting. And I'm going to be curious about what form that takes. Because I think traditional comes in a lot of different forms this, this time. Some of which are like, uh, like, like literally like, like... So, okay, one sort of response is we're seeing a big blow of the like fast hardcore. Fast Basement or DIY space hardcore is mm-hmm. seeming to have a nice little moment right now. I think if you aren't following Gel and seeing what they're doing, I think they're really doing cool shit. Spy. Um, Spy is doing this big tour that's featuring some of these bands that we, we mentioned, Peace Test. There's a bunch of bands in the Candy Apple from Denver. I think the Convulse scene, all that stuff is worth your time and attention. So that's partial reaction. And it's just saying, okay, is there going to be more or a different form of it? And I think we'll see that um, next year. I think this is going to be a really big year for the... I think your record's going to do really well. I think the Drug Church record's going to do really well. It seems People seem very warm about it um, and excited for it, which is nice. And I think that there's going to be a lot of growth in all these worlds. And then it's going to be like, okay, but where is hardcore at in relation mm-hmm. to that stuff? You know what I mean? You think there's going to... So my only argument against that is that are the... There's no disrespect. I'm, no, no, no. I'm not talking about anybody specifically right now. Are these kids going to piece together traditional out of things that they didn't experience? 
well, that that's the thing. I think that. Let me just give you a point of comparison. Please do. Have you seen the motion picture uh, Wizards? No. It's a Bakshi uh, animation. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yes. It's largely it's a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually fairly boring through like mm-hmm. two thirds of it, but it's a fascinating piece. Um, I, I want to <clears throat> say I like Fire and Ice more. Uh, but yeah. I could go either way on it, yeah. but but both both Baxi Baxi is fundamentally a boring director with so much vision. Yes, you know I mean? yes, and, and and visual appeal. Yes, so yeah. like his Lord of the Rings is a mess. Ralph Bakshi, but, but illustrator, but, like a cartoonist. So, uh, Wizards Bring back the hardcore. is oh, it's going right there. Mm-hmm. Wizards is this idea that in the future, an evil ruler, an evil wizard, Beep. finds Beep. an audio recording of, of Hitler. Because it's a thousand yeah, far, years in the far future. Into the future yes. And he remixes it. And, it's and, the he, number re- one and hit. he remixes it. It's the number one dance hit in <laughs> Europe. <laughs> so what he does is he uses that to gain control over the masses, etc. Yeah. It's just this idea mm. of an artifact being you like repurposed. What what are you doing? So my point is, where does somebody who had no contact with Traditional hardcore, hardcore, classic hardcore. Never couldn't see it live. Right. Where do the, where does the reference point start? How do they do the simulacra to say it, here's it, what's cause, real? Because at some point it starts to feel like Jurassic World. I always felt that way about. I know that I slam on that fucking uh, 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 McCoy scene. What the fuck? Uh, youth attack. Youth attack. Right. I always slam on that youth attack scene. But like some of those bands were creative. The, Many. Yep. The. Uh, the dregs of that scene were the this is real hardcore because it's hardcore punk. And I always wanted to be like, I didn't have the wherewithal at the time, but yeah. I, in the year since, I wanted to be like, and how would you know? Because right. <laughs> you're all actually like a couple years younger than me. Right. And, yeah, you, is this, and I'm is this real? too yeah. young. How would you know? So... Well, that becomes the hardcore is the reality that you have made it in your time frame, you know. And oh, like, I mean, like, that's that's why that's why we read articles about what hardcore is and what it's always been, which is the funniest fucking yes, concept. Correct, it's you know, crazy, and it's always like a twenty-three-year-old that writes for some fucking yeah. publication who is like, hardcore has always been this. No. It has not. <laughs> also, how could you know? Yeah, you no, weren't exactly. unless you were there for like unless well, you had the like, keys to A seven. You and, don't really and know shit. Here's the deal, too, though. The first geners don't know shit about. Like, if you ask somebody who was at A seven, like, okay, tell me about what that the the early era Sub Zero is like. They're gonna be like, what? Fucking, I don't care. Not like, just that. Well, they can only talk. Very, their very era. Like they yes. can only talk about their scene in their era. That's right. Prior That's to right. the internet. If, word you, of mouth. if you weren't touring, you, you had seeing scenes. Y- you were relying on, oh, I read in a zine a scene report, which it's all folklore. It's Correct. folklore. It's one person's perspective. You you read it because you enjoy it and it's interesting. Yeah. It's not that's and that's as close as you're gonna get to it at that point. Yes. Right. And and the best you can hope for is 
uh, you know, the many flashlights. So if you get 10 reports of what the Columbus scene was like in 1986, well, that's better than just the one guy. Right. And that's neat. Right. And you can start to f- say, okay, it seems like most of the people said this. Yo, and that was amazing going and doing like little weekends and, uh, you know, small tours. Even when I started doing that stuff in the like early 2000, 2000-ish range, you go to a place and you're like, oh, this is really different. Mm-hmm. This when this band plays here, this happens. When they play over here, this is totally different. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the question being, and, and I'll bring it to here, if there was a reactionary uh, pushback to a more traditional hardcore sound on something, what is the what is the, when is the last time that was truly in vogue? When was the last time there was truly a torchbearer for that that caught any of the you know quote unquote hardcore zeitgeist? Would, would, would it be Rival Mob? Oh, okay. Or, or, and I'm going like a bigger, straightforward, straight edge band or something. Like, I, mean, I was going to say Floor Punch. But, well, yeah, but, but I'll, that, say, I'll say there's been the... times between. Like, Rival like, Mob. But were they Rival reactionary, Mob. though? Rival Mob was part of the new scene that was a reaction to the Half Heart scene. And, but not to the Lockin' Out scene. No, that was like a, no, it was that like was what generation rival. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Locking I think out the rival mob, the, rival mob dudes older than Pat. Yes, they are, or same age basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah like those guys are my age. No, but it was a reaction to the like uh, very epic Bridge Nine. Got it, et cetera thing. Um, yo, uh, like rival mob might be the last one who gained traction in a way where like even if people didn't like Rival Mob and they thought they were a hardcore kid, they probably had heard the name, you know? Yes, yeah, they were... Like, you might yeah. be firmly like, I love La Dispute and Touche Amore and I really like this Code Orange record. Rival Mob's not for me, but I know who that is. Right. I know what that is, you know? Um, because for the past, I'd say since 2012, 13, 14, somewhere in there, um, the dominant bands and dominant bands in the time that we've talked about this podcast are... Code Oranges, The Power Trips, Turnstile, Fort Fucking Shore. Incendiary. Incendiary. Then you knock loose, Fiddlehead. And all of a sudden these things are like, well, you know, there's no there's no line drive up the middle. We've been hitting there's over over here, this, all over the field. It's beautiful. Beautiful game. But will we get to a line drive? And if it's a line drive hit by who should be hitting it, a twenty two year old, um, what is their Lived Experience. reference point, yeah, I'd... and that's where it gets weird. I mean, and you know, it can come from anywhere. It can come from a demo basement scene. Like, all right, so very cool stuff coming out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin area on this early '80s tip. The unlawful assembly stuff, I think, is awesome. This, band, this demo innuendo. Uh, there's a couple others that I think are really good. There's this seven-inch um, Necro Heads. Seven inch that's awesome, like early '80s style stuff. Um, so we're seeing a lot of that, but I, I, I'm very curious to see what happens because the other side is: is there an association with traditional hardcore sound being your grandpa's hardcore? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I it's, thought you said I don't know. Like I don't know. Like, I don't pause space. I, I, you could go with either one of those. I. I, d- I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's late. Everybody, <laughs> we, I mean, we're honestly, not sure what we're saying. Honestly, uh, as we t- as we talked about, there's always going to be somebody that picks up 
something and says, this is legitimacy. Well, and that's part of the uh, canonization of hardcore is that we see these tra- these treads. Like, why is... Why why is the second DYSLP shunned but the first is embraced? Why is um for example, why is the uh Deep Wound seven inch celebrated but Dinosaur Jr. Well that's cool, but that's not hardcore. You know, why is the earliest Husker Du material like, yo, that's great punk rock hardcore? But then as they move forward, no, you don't need that mm. as much. Well, because there were zines and people who basically canonized it said, no, no, this is the hardcore you need to know. Only showing what's worth knowing kind of ideas. Like, here's the stuff that matters. In hardcore, it's largely been done by a handful of individuals saying, this is what's worth seeing. And in as long as that kind of cataloging exists, hardcore is small enough that one person with a deep interest in one thing can make an impact. Well, that's a fact. You know, makes a zine on... If you made a zine tomorrow that espoused the love and importance of lungfish, it might not convert a lot of people, but it might convert 15, and then those 15 grow that and expand, and all of a sudden people are... There's an awareness around a thing that's I mean, like his oh. talk of lungfish on this goddamn podcast has made them more of a thing <laughs> than <laughs> I had heard about them since I saw them. Yeah. Uh, well, yes, that's all true. I it's think all true. I think though that regionally, like you, you used to be able to get, and we've seen in the not so distant past that one person can motivate a scene to say. 90s cool you know no what I mean? question. Like, that's usually how it works yeah yeah. there's yeah. one taste maker one motivated per person go yo have you heard this weird record that was c level and and it's time this is that shit i wish i had that power man i mean well, yeah well because one person want to do it as a sociological experiment and be like yo have you heard and it could be talking. like some random fucking like yeah. saugerty's band that like you saw once in <laughs> 99 or whatever cool. Yo, well, because then you think about it, and I, I don't cite things to be like derivative or anything. Yo, F- South Florida had a real thing pop in a few years ago, yeah. And this isn't for any any kind of anything. Like, yo, some of those folks have moved on to do other really cool and creative shit. Yep. Too. Yeah. But the way we talked about South Florida a few years ago, if you listen to our episodes, they had a fucking grip of bands, and now less. And I'm not saying there's nothing going on. There is, but like couple people move away a couple people stop doing their band and do other projects and all of a sudden uh what was once you know grapes on a vine are now raisins sure do we want to end on raisins you're looking at me i'm like, not ending on raisins i'm not <laughs> you no, no. stopped you're like what no i was like i was waiting for your response i was like processing that in his I head know, like, it's too late for those wait, kind of grapes words are raisins me. now <laughs> oh grapes are raisins uh, grapes turn into raisins? Do they grow grapes in Florida? Do I, where do they grow raisins? Uh, <laughs> where do they grow raisins? Uh, California raisins. Well, hardcore 2022. We're still early in the year. Uh, uh, let me let, let me be uh, incredibly incredibly trite. I'm excited for what happens next. What happens next? Uh, hit us with your thoughts. Axegrindpodcast at gmail.com. 
Follow us. Support our Patreon. Send our send show reviews. Show reviews to the Pit Report, which is coming right. Hey, it's Gabe checking in from Boston, Massachusetts. I uh, just wanted to come on and talk about the last show I went to just now, uh, February 18th, Friday night. Middle East Upstairs, the lineup was Scourge, Illusion, Millspec, Big Contest, and C4. Um, First impressions, as soon as I rolled up to the venue, there were a million people waiting in line, which I was shocked by because I thought it was going to be a cool show, but I didn't realize it was going to be sold out, which I later found out it did. It sold out on walk-up, which I think is insanely sick. Um... Big room full of people the entire night. Every single band got a very good reaction. Started off with C4. We are all familiar with C4 at this point. Uh, they played some demo songs that I thought was cool. They haven't been playing a lot of demo songs lately because they've been focusing on pushing the LP. But I've been down with C4 since the very first show because I went to it and they just popped on and ripped it that night. And uh, I loved hearing some of those it's old songs. Uh... Big contest. Big contest was down a member. Uh, Ned from Glitterer title fight uh, was sick and could not make the show. Glitterer was actually also supposed to play, but they couldn't play because of Ned uh, having the deal, you know, the illness. Uh, big contest still sounded sick though. Uh, shout out Gil and Dow. Uh, those are my peoples right there. Um, Millspec. Uh, I'm not really a big Millspec fan, but I have to admit they sounded really, really good. Their guitar style is very melodic. Uh, I feel like if people people who like One Step Closer would be really into what Millspec is doing. Although I think that Millspec in some cases suffers from some of the songs being a touch too long, but that could be just one man's opinion. Illusion was the band that I was most excited to see. I've been a fan of theirs since the demo dropped and since I saw them at America's Hardcore, I want to say 2017. Um... Like uh, some other people have said, they share members with Akulu and Fury. It's definitely, you know, very crossover meets, you know, that traditional locking out groove. Uh, I want to say they had the craziest reaction of the night, but maybe that's just because I was going the craziest uh, for them out of any of the other bands that night. And, uh, you know, they they covered Underdog, actually. I was going to make sure to mention that to you guys because... uh, I know we've been talking a lot about that underdog LP for the Mosh Madness. They covered Back to Back, which I thought was cool, and a lot of people really, really went off for that cover. And uh, closing out the night was uh, Scourge from Texas. Really, I, I know a lot of people say that like bands like sound evil or whatever, but like Scourge legitimately sounds evil. Like the riffs, the whole vibe, like the, the guitar player keeps doing these little like hammer-ons like trills in between songs so like kind of keep the vibe going and like it was all very like moody and intense and like people were like trying to kill each other during their set and like dude i don't even know like i thought they sounded so good I, I i wanted to go off for them more than i did but like the illusion set really took everything out of me that night i'm starting to get up there in years plus i had covid about a month ago which has sapped my energies, but I'm trying I'm trying to get back on the horse, so to speak. And yeah, it was just a really sick night. I think Boston is in a really cool place right now with hardcore, and especially if a show like this, which doesn't have any like big hype band on it, can still sell out, you know, a 200 cap room. 
on a Friday night with like very little advanced ticket purchases. People just like walked up and paid and went inside and had a great time, you know. A lot of young kids at the show. I've been seeing a lot of young kids at the shows since uh, the pandemic uh, started to relax its restrictions somewhat. I think uh, we have like a new generation of hardcore kids who got into hardcore in 2020, 2021, and are starting to come out to the shows, which I think is really cool. And um, yeah, just want to just want to say, you know, love, love, all the love to Boston hardcore. Everybody who comes out to shows, everybody who pits, everybody who puts on shows. Shout out Triple B. Shout out Tribe Dream Records. Uh, a lot of great shows coming up. Everybody within the sound of my voice, check safeinacrowd.com for listings of shows in the Boston and Greater New England area. I update that site pretty much every day because I have nothing better to do than update the site and make sure people know about shows going on. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Peace.